Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What up, you guys? I am so excited. I have Jana Kramer on this episode of Get Real, Honest Women, Honest Talk. Jana is such a force of nature. She is an actress. She was on One Tree Hill. She is a country star. She was on Dancing with the Stars and was a finalist. Now she has an incredible podcast called Wind Down with Jana Kramer, and her husband Mike is on it too. She is such just a force to be reckoned with. I love Jana so much. We talk about everything under the sun. We start this episode with some pretty exciting news, so you're going to want to tune in and hear that. And then we just dive into her life. Babies, miscarriage, the trauma of miscarrying, her marriage, how she and Mike have rebuilt it and are thriving, her podcast, her career, everything, how she makes it all work. And she's so honest and talks about everything just from her soul, so authentic. So y'all, please welcome Jana Kramer. Hi, Jana Kramer. Hi. What's going on? Um, thing out of the, uh, the what is it? The the, the cat the, out of the, the bag. cat out of the bag. Yeah, or more like the dog oh, out of the pin because it sounds like there's a racetrack. Upstairs. Yeah, there's there's a racetrack <laughs> going on upstairs, but it's all good. You know, if you guys hear feet all over the place, which I don't think you can, it's <laughs> these tiny little York. No, they're not Yorkies. There. I'm in I'm in town right now, staying at my girlfriend's house, and she has two Boston Terriers, and I don't think there's very good. Um, What's the, that called? And they like run. A, they're like they're running. running. A, a they're running, running like a marathon right now. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing the workout for us. You but might not be able to hear it, but if you do, it's not thunder. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the cat, the dog's out of the pen. The cat out of the bag. Um, what is it? Would you like to say it to the camera? <sighs> yes. Let me straighten up the camera because it's crooked. But you know, I do everything ghetto around here. Okay. Great. Um, not that Caroline. Would you like to tell your listeners something if they didn't see it on Instagram? Okay, so breaking news. Yes, this has just been announced. Um, Michael and I are pregnant. Ah! <laughs> Yay! With a girl. Oh my God! 
yes little oh girl God. i know michael was so cute because he was like oh my gosh when he found out he was like i mean i'm gonna be the male influence in her life like you know like Stop. girls if they have daddy issues it's from their dad so he's like i don't want to give her daddy issues 100 percent. every single one of my issues came from my dad like a hundred percent like you're gonna have to be a disciplinarian i'm just gonna be like her best friend and hang out with her all the time i'm like okay oh my gosh wait i didn't know did you do the blood work yeah and everything came out great uh-huh because all that genetic genetic testing which Good. you and i have talked about this before yeah i had a miscarriage in a chemical pregnancy i think i had two chemical pregnancies okay but for sure one so when like, was the, the last miscarriage was it at what week it was like six to eight weeks like, like it, yeah and so I, it was i have had so much anxiety mm-hmm. around this pregnancy yeah which is so crazy i was talking to one of my good friends who's had two kids now and she had a miscarriage in between her Kristen. Fr- no, this is my friend in Texas. Okay. But also Kristen breast. She yeah. talked about this too, but it's just like, she was like telling me, she's like, you'll never, unfortunately you're just not going to be able to enjoy pregnancy like yeah. others might because you have this fear. You'll have this fear yeah. of miscarrying. And once you miscarry it, like it's, tra- it's traumatizing. It's hard. I mean, I remember when we talked, when I did find, I didn't know you were having a girl, but when I found <laughs> out you were pregnant and you were, we were talking about that because I've had obviously a couple of miscarriages and I was just like, I watched your with, video by the way that you mm, posted your YouTube yeah. where you were walking the IVF. and you had done it. Like you had gone through it and you yeah. had gotten pregnant and then it didn't, didn't, yeah didn't work and like oh my god I was like crying with you because it was so emotional yeah I mean it was just one of those things where I was like I don't know if I want to share this because it's not like I'm trying to I was not trying to get sympathy I was not trying to do any of that even with the first one about this I know I feel like they're starting to yeah I think they're starting to but I feel like people I feel like people talk about it after the fact so like after they've been Mm -hmm. which is the same thing that I did with it (laughs) so after you know I had the miscarriage then I got pregnant and then I finally shared okay I had a miscarriage before that but I think in that moment it's so hard to share that because you're just and I mean I I did with the last one or the two before Jace because it was just like in that moment I was like I don't know when I'm going to be able to post something happy on Instagram again because this is just what happened so that's when I shared the photo of losing that one baby and then we tried IVF and then it's just, it's just hard. And you I enter t- into a fog. Like I was in a whole, a fog for like eight months in the middle of like our pregnancy journey when it wasn't, wasn't working, miscarrying, like couldn't get pregnant, chemical pregnancies. Like I just got sort of depressed. Oh, hundred percent. Well, because it's super hormonal too. And then the, just the imbalances that you go through. But for me, it was more like I go to, I don't know how your hubby was, but like with Mike, like he was trying to be supportive, but I just like, I go into a hole where mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, I'm the reason I'm a bad wife because I can't carry a baby and I'm a bad like, wife and mother. And like, I'm not a good woman because I can't carry a child because I keep losing it. So like, what's wrong with me? So I just went like real, like I, I attacked myself for like the longest time. Is that what you did too? I, that's when I started to realize it was actually, I learned a lot during last year, which was like a, just like a very hard season. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that I had terrible self-talk because mm. I am so positive for everyone else. And like, I'm so quick. You to really like, are really positive for everybody. I can yeah. really find the great things about other people, but like with myself, like I did not realize how brutal I was for my, on myself and how hard I was on myself and how 
especially like ugly I talk to myself like I is that why you started doing the like basically like owning your skin of like how you looked and the classes and stuff is that I, I don't, was that the start of maybe? I don't even know I, well actually Michael Chandler who owns training camp which is an incredible gym where I did my fit females which anyone in Nashville who wants to get in great shape should do this six-week program it's called fit females okay I think I saw that on your Instagram I'm gonna do it again after I have this baby because it got me in the best shape <laughs> of my life girl. but Michael Chandler is a three-time MMA world champion fighter oh wow and so his and his wife Bree is incredible they own this gym together and they just adopted the cutest baby last year Hap um they have so much on their plate and they're incredible people but he always posts about self-talk and so I was like in his gym for six weeks and like I was bettering myself and like he was always talking about self-talk and I just started like taking inventory of how I was speaking to myself and I don't know, I just always beat myself up to pulp. And like, if I do anything that like offends someone, I think people hate me mm-hmm. and I'll like spiral and mm-hmm. I have to feel like I have to owe them my f- apologies for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. I like grovel on the mm-hmm. floor. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't get over things. Yeah. Because I just feel like I've ruined something if I've made a mistake. But it's not even a mistake. It's just living. So where in your childhood is that? Like, how old are you when you when you act that way? Like, what happened in your childhood that causes you to... I'm like, now it's an intervention with you. Part of me thinks... Have you done the Enneagram? Oh, 100%. Yeah. What's your number? Um, what my age is when I go back to? No, what's your number on the Enneagram? Oh, God. I can't remember. I really can't remember. We had a lady come on the podcast and do that. So I can't... I honestly can't remember Okay, well, I'm a four, which okay. is like a romantic, okay. which feels like feels like they're just so unique that no one understands them. And mm-hmm. like, it's like almost dramatic all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're like, fours are really creative, but like really emotional. So I think part of me is the way I'm wired. Like mm-hmm. I'm so emotional, Got like, and I have gotten a grip on it through lots of therapy and just growing up and understanding the world. Yeah. But I will just, I mean, I could spiral into a hole so fast. It's, it's easy to. Yeah. But then, I mean, do, how are your hormones now, like being pregnant? I've actually, I feel, I told Michael the other day and knock on wood, <laughs> I'm like, I haven't been doing any self-help for like the past like four months, which mm-hmm. normally I'm always reading some sort of help, self-help or posting mm-hmm. things or like try, trying to better myself because I'm yeah. so trying to speak it into myself. Yeah. I've been feeling really good. good. Maybe peaceful. the hormones have like really leveled you out. I don't feel lost yeah. right now. <laughs> I will tell you what, when I was pregnant, like I, even in the very beginning, I felt kind of hormonally crazy, but in the middle, I was just like, for some reason, like I usually have really bad anxiety. And then I didn't have any anxiety when I was pregnant. After I was pregnant, I got my bad anxiety again. Oh, okay. But that's just, you know, you just just be careful. Like after the baby, like you're the blues and stuff. So we're, okay. So talk to me about your journey. When did you, have you always had anxiety or is that like after being a mom? Um, I got my anxiety post, um, a bad relationship. Okay, early on, um, I was twenty. It was an abusive relationship, so I became really like I when was had that really like bad kind of one of your PTSD. First well, long story short, he was the one that I married in Vegas when oh, I was nineteen okay, years okay. old. <laughs> Did a drive through. I knew him for two weeks. Super classic <laughs> Janet Kramer love story. Hey, um, you know what? Yeah. I, love, I love that you're just like all in. You know? Yeah, that was a bad one to be all in on. Um, but no, he ended up going to jail for attempted murder on me, and then what? he yeah, it's a real long story. He tried to murder you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Did he have any like success? Like, did he? Oh, I'm alive. <laughs> oh, I mean, I know, but did he like get? Cl- uh, did he like really hurt you? So the problem was is where he had his. Yes, he really did hurt me. He hurt, broke my ribs, and I was black and blue. But um, oh my god, he Hina. it's all good. Well, I'm hello. I'm good now. I know. And look but, at you. Um, no, but he um, he 
verbally said he was going to try to kill me in a text message. That's how they got uh, premeditated attempted murder. So okay. that's what. And then, then when he tried to do that, because he was like, "That's it. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get my gun. And I'm going to kill." You. It was. I mean, let's just not go down that whole rabbit hole. But like, oh long story short, you know, he went to jail, and um, but that's where I got my PTSD from. So that's where I had a really safe, bad anxiety. Like, away from him. Well, he passed away. Oh my gosh. He committed suicide after he got out of prison. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Let's just like, let's just like lighten this mood up a little bit. <laughs> but you've really been through Wow. Okay. So that is a start. So that's where I got my anxiety. I so like anytime I ever feel, cause he was like, you know, on top of me choking me. So anytime I feel trapped or I just, I go into like massive anxiety and bless my husband. Like he doesn't understand anxiety. And so he thinks it's all mental. So and I'm Michael like, doesn't have any anxiety. Zero. How like great would zero that be? Anxiety. Oh my God, it would be amazing. What a life. I know, but he, but he thinks it's mentally. He's like, tell, you, you're telling yourself you have anxiety. I'm like, no, no, like, you don't understand. Like, like you may think I'm crazy or I'm acting crazy. I was like, I wish I could be like, oh, let me just snap out of it. Like you can't just like snap out of it. But after having my son, I, my anxiety came back really bad because I think it was just being out of the house and like, he's so little, like you'll have that where you just like have that like mom pull mm -hmm. that mom anxiety. You're like, I just, I can't leave the house, but you have to just slowly like my girlfriends, Beth, mm -hmm. Catherine, um, Rachel all came in town and I was sitting at dinner and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, mm -hmm. and then I was like, no girls, I'm sorry. Like I am having a panic attack. I want to go home. And they're like, just like breathe. You're yeah. okay. And, and I was like, gonna, all of them are moms. So they could help yeah. walk you through it. And I mean, I ended up like breathing through it and had like down a bottle of Sprite. Cause I was like, I think I'm just dizzy and like, I'm tired. I don't know. I haven't slept in like ages, but, um, but yeah, no, it's just like, it's, you know, you just have to be like, just really watch your hormones afterwards. Cause I think what husbands don't realize and what we don't realize is, you know, when the baby's out, it's like, Oh, you're back to normal. It's like, no, you're not like your hormones no. are like, they're still here. It takes a year to get back to like your normal hormones. And now you so. have a life that you're fully responsible yeah. for. So you've I got can't a even imagine baby. You've got a career. I mean, you can't just like stop what you're doing. I mean, we're self we're, we're bosses. We're our you're own bosses. Boss. No, I'm you're a boss. A no, no, I'm attempted. No, boss. you are a boss. We are a boss. <laughs> so it's like, we have to, you know, we, we don't get time off. That's the thing. It's like, Oh, you don't have break. I'm like, no, like I, I, I have, I can't. So, so you have two kids speaking of mm -hmm. boss, like two kids. Okay. I was actually stalking you earlier today. I started, you know what? I started watching One Tree Hill a little bit. You did? Yeah, because I wanted to know what everything was about. Like a while That's back. That's funny. And your character was like, what a role. She was a hot mess. But I mean, there were so many things. She attempted suicide in her, the bathtub. Oh that made God. me feel so sad. I know. I felt bad for her. But she's she's awesome. She was a cool she character. She was a great character. She was fun because she was complex. Like she came in and everyone hated her. But then like she Did redeems herself. One Tree Hill? One Tree Hill. Yeah. One Tree Hill. Yeah. Yeah. So she came in and when she like shook the town. Mm -hmm. She just came in like just being like this real alcoholic drug addict, which I've never been drunk before i've never touched a drug so it's very okay, like how have you never been drunk before and my husband's probably laughing in the other room but i swear to you i've never have, we, have you ever gotten tipsy so like just i'm like i thought he was laughing at me i'm like describe tipsy okay never wow. had the spins okay um tipsy to me is like, like i get wine like i'm wine happy right now okay so like tipsy to me is where i'm not really a good drinker like because <laughs> i i literally will get like how though you're on a bus with like a bunch of dudes no, I mean, no. Like, do you yeah. still like travel with the boys and yes. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've just never really been a great drinker. So like mm -hmm. if I, um, I, I kind of usually miss the tipsy phase and then mm -hmm. I'll end up drunk and then I'm like asleep or crying <laughs> or crying. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like tipsy, I never get to that like happy place. Yeah. Cause like if I feel like I have to like, if everyone's drinking, I feel like pressure to drink. Uh -huh. 
then I feel like I can't do it. It's like too much pressure, like game time pressure. Like I just like croak. I need to be like at a restaurant with friends having martinis and having some wine. And then all of a sudden I'll just be drinking, drinking, drinking. And then I don't know, like I'm dancing and laughing, but I don't know. I feel like you've always been like a very happy, happy, happy drinker. Me? Yeah. Or all of my emotions come out and it's like a whirlpool. How have your emotions been though with the baby? Like better, really a lot better. So I think you've like truly evened out. Yes, I do think so. Cause I don't, I really like the self-help has not been what you know, it normally told me is. That, um, have you interviewed Sarah Bryce, Lee Bryce's no. wife? Okay. She's amazing. She's one of my like dear friends. And she told me too, she's like her anxiety, her emotions like leveled out during pres- pregnancy. So I don't know what it is, but sometimes like, and for me too, like it helped with the hormones. Isn't it crazy? Cause like yeah. I would look at you and you think like, how could you possibly have anxiety? Cause like all the Aww. things you've, you're eight, you're stunning drop dead gorgeous probably one of the most beautiful people Ew, i've ever stop, seen stop, in stop, 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 stop. So i'm like Ugh. okay well that's just the truth Ugh. and so but then you have a great husband who y'all have like really like worked y'all's marriage out like i have loved watching your journey like Thanks. y'all's <laughs> evolution and y'all's like fight for your marriage and how beautiful it is is amazing Thanks. two beautiful kids you were like fourth place on dancing with the stars oh, yeah. <laughs> you really? have a great music wow. career oh come on you had like you won an ACM best new and then I got dropped from a record label. But that's how the music industry works, you know. Yeah, it's but like, then like and then what? Then you're not in the charts. You know what I mean? Like then you're. How done. does that affect you when like you win best new female? You have like a smash like uh, why you wanted that was like the biggest song ever. Well, got the boy like and got oh yeah yeah got the boy was they were both top three. They were both platinum selling singles. And then how does that go from being like the hottest thing to hit country music to getting dropped? Like, how does that happen? Because two singles later. So after got the boy, the last two singles didn't chart well. And then they're like moving on. But yet, but yet Warner, sorry. Oops. No, but yet my label, <laughs> the, my last label has kept the four guys that have not even come close to charting the same that I charted, have come close to selling the records that I sold, have come close to any of the sponsors. Like, so I'm like, but yet you keep those, the, yet they're still on the roster and they haven't charted. So I'm like, but yet you dropped me after I failed. You, no, I, I didn't fail. I did my part. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm like, but, so I'm like, okay, but yet you keep them and you don't give me the opportunity. So that's Why what's frustrating. That? That is like I the mean, big question in Nashville. It's like you can be the biggest thing, have these huge hits, and then like, oh, well, I mean, you're, I mean, your husband, right? Their band yeah. are they are they resigned? They're in the middle of working out. Okay, their next yeah, yeah. And yeah. so they just made a new album with Dave Oof. Cobb, and it's all great. But it's like you it's just hard. Have, you have to keep going hardcore, you know. Well, and that's the thing though but you have is so I many don't outlets for well, your here's the creativity. Thing, like, <laughs> here's the thing, like with the with kind of country music they were always like, you have to be in one thing. I'm like, I don't want to just be in one box. Like I'm not just a one box artist. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, I want to do like so many different things. So it's like, that's why like I'm rooting for like Lindsay Al and those girls. Cause I'm like those girls, like she is the definition of like working her ass off. I mean, she's been working her ass off forever, forever. And I'm like, Mm. and I'm like, you know what? Like that's why she'll win and why I won't at the end of the day win in country radio. Because I just was like, I, I, I I can't do it anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. and like when she's like, I have nothing else but this yes and like this is what I'm like and she's amazing like and that's and that's and that's where like my downfall is because I'm like okay well I'm just gonna go do something else so Mm -hmm. that's not really great like if I sometimes I think about that I'm like okay maybe it's not good to have your eggs in like different baskets 
because then it's like, you're not really putting like 110% into it. But I feel like, I'm like, how many more free shows at radio can I play? How many more free, like, until I'm just like, well, I'm not charting. Like, what am I supposed to do? But see, I don't think that it's wrong to put your eggs in different baskets if you have other baskets that you're really good at. Because like, honestly, look at Mandy Moore. To me, she's like one of the most amazing examples of having a great career in music and then stalling out like forever. Where did she go Mm -hmm. in music? Who knows? And then she comes out and this is us, but she still like works her music and singing into that career. Yeah. You know, I just think like if you have the ability to be an actress, if you have the ability to use your voice like you do on a podcast, like if you're really talented in other areas, I think they'll all come together. True. As long as you're still working, you know, yeah. like and hustling and trying hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's when you just throw in the towel and everything. It's like, that's when it's probably not going to happen. But that's true. you have not thrown in the towel. You're kicking ass. No, I mean, I'm still like, and you know, I just released a single. And so like, I'm doing like, I'm still doing things that I love. Like I still love music. I still, but I'm just like, I know, I know I can be like, okay, I'm never going to chart again because that's just not like, I'm, I'm never going to get signed again. I'm 35 years old, 35 year old female. I'm not going to get signed again. Like it's, you know, and it is what it is, but I know that I've made some great fans along the way and I'm, I'm excited, you know, for, to be able to do like different things on my journey and what I'm doing now with my husband and like what we're creating. I'm so excited about that. So talk to me about that. Talk to me how the podcast came about. Well, the podcast is so much fun. I wind it's, it's called wind down. Yes. Um, and my husband's now my co-host and it started off just me and another girl. And when Michael would come on the show, it was like the show would do good. It was good. But then like when Mike came on, like guys, girls really want to hear a guy's perspective. And he's got such a cool, chill, laid back personality. Yeah. And so happy. It seems all the time. I mean, but he'll weigh know. in. <laughs> like, yeah, no, totally. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, not like all the time, but yeah. Um, no, but he's just, he's great. Like he's a good balance. And then I bring my friend Sarah um, Kusick on the show sometimes too. And so it's, it's good. Like it's a good blend and we have a, like, it's been therapy for us. Really? So it's okay, been talk fun. To me about yeah. That. Well, I mean, we've gotten into it a couple times on the show. Really? Because been, I said, one time mm, you wrote an apology to him. On I your, did. Cause you, well, because sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm too sarcastic. Sometimes. Okay. No, I'll say this. I'm sarcastic and some people don't know that I'm like kidding. So then they're like, you're always so hard on your husband. And I'm like, well, that's just like how I talk. But then sometimes I'm passive too. And it's not okay to be passive when I actually have something underlying it, like underlying meaning. There's like a truth, a little truth. Yeah. So so sometimes then the perfect storm is I'm passive and I'm sarcastic and that's just not nice. Okay. Yeah. But that was nice of you to call yourself out. Thanks. What had you (laughs) told him? Um, I basically, he, we were, uh, okay. You don't have to relive any of it. No, it's okay. It was, we had a, um, what are those things called? Uh, where they marry different wives, sister wife, sister wife. So we had a sister wife couple on the show. Okay. Um, and he basically said that he believed in monog- um, monogamy and I was mm-hmm. like, do you? And so <laughs> and this is not very nice. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so it was just, he's just like, yes, I do. And I was like, well, you, how can you say that when like, you know what I mean? Okay. So. And y'all, like you said, y'all have done so much work on your marriage. It's yeah. like, you don't want to, I was like, I didn't need yeah. to say that. Yeah. I know. You know, I think I was being joking, but then really I was like, no, actually I wasn't joking. Cause it was like, I got triggered with I'm like, well then if you believe in that, then why'd you do this? So mm-hmm. it was just one of those where I was like, that was rude of me. And I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it like that. And then people are like, well, why would you apologize if he did this? I was like, because I still have a partner too. Like he's yeah. doing his part. Like I have to do my part too, not to like drag him through the mud every like two seconds. I freaking love that and respect that. And I think that that's so awesome and a mature relationship because 
Something I've learned about marriage after being married, we're, we're going to be married five years in Whoa. August. And we've been together like 11 years, almost 10 years. Uh-huh. And we've grown so much like from being immature kids to breaking up to all sorts of things. And I've just realized like you really have to assume the best in your partner, let them grow mm-hmm. and let yourself grow and not go backwards. What is y'all's biggest issue you think i mean knock on wood again like do you guys not fight we're in such a good place but we've been together for 10 years true so you guys had your like break you can fight about yeah yeah. oh my gosh y'all fought about fought about we've Mm -hmm. broken up about like i moved to austin for a year Mm -hmm. we dated tons of other people Mm -hmm. i used to be a hot mess like i used to be so worried about dating like a musician and not having security and not thinking i remember having that conversation with you because i was dating someone else and y'all were at our house remember and you're like i think i'm gonna get back together with them but i don't know like i was so worried about this like the insecure lifestyle and Mm -hmm. then i thought he partied too hard and i just was always trying to make him into something that i thought was like more stable Mm -hmm. when so then i like we broke up and i started dating some people that I thought were more stable. And I was like, this is torture for me. Yeah. I would rather live this creative lifestyle, trust in our talents and our drive and just yeah. like believing in each other and just like let the wave ride. And now look at you guys. I will say like, we have really gotten to a great place. And I, like the first year That's of marriage awesome. was really hard. Like I had a really hard time with the first year of marriage, just Tough. like adjusting. Yeah. And he was on the road all the time. He had three gorgeous backup singers that were living with him. And I was like, kind of insecure because we had eloped we had been married four months and yeah. then he was like on the road they had a huge number one hit he had three gorgeous backup singers who were great friends of mine mm-hmm. but i just was like coming off of the dating scene and i had like just insecurities mm-hmm. and so that was hard for me to just get comfortable with yeah but then you get used to it all and you're fine it's like girls travel with guys in their band right but i just had to get my trust back and i had to like trust that we were really i mean just i don't know doing this forever doing something forever is like legit well yeah and then i mean gosh think about like even the next 10 years it's like you're gonna grow so much more you're gonna learn so much more and now you're gonna have kids along the way how many kids do you want i mean definitely one okay (laughs) definitely one um two would be the max i don't know what are you most scared about being a mom um hmm i am scared about some of them getting hurt hurt physically emotionally not as much emotionally because I feel like okay I feel like I've been through so much stuff in my own head that like I'm gonna hope in my mind I'm like I'm just gonna be so ready to talk everything out with my daughter (laughs) where I'm like here for her I'm gonna have so much patience but I know when I get there (laughs) I'm sure it's a totally different story said the same thing I'm like I'm like I've lived it and like now I have this like plethora of information to like help her become who she wants to be oh mm-hmm. yeah see I, I know like here I, who do and I then she it? becomes like a three-nager and you're just like just <laughs> what is it like having a three-nager she's tough man yeah but, she's like, got even, even just spirit. like even in the car like Michael and I were singing <laughs> she's like mama no stop and I was just like <laughs> who are you like I birthed you like be nice to me like be nice what is your biggest fear as a parent um, like I know I'm going to mess them up. I already know that. Like I know they're going to have to go to therapy at some point because I did something. I'm either going to be too loving, not loving enough. I'll never not be loving enough. I mean, they're going to be too overbearing, too, um, strict on something that messes them up from this. Like, you know, I even made a mistake the other day. Um, I was talking to this nutritionist who came on our podcast and I said, 
you know, I occasionally, not occasionally, I have created this bad habit of weighing myself and no, you're like perfect. I, well, no, it's just, it's a long story, but it's, it was something that like I could control. Mm. So it was like, do you have body dysmorphia? No. Okay. I have a number dysmorphia. Like you need it to be a certain number or else you yeah. have a bad day. Terrible. Like the number will wreck. What if it's like half a pound or a pound off? Doesn't matter. It will ruin my day. And you keep putting yourself through this? Well, so I'm slowly getting out of okay. it now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting out of it now. You can't. But I used to have that too. And I used yeah. to be addicted to diet pills and have all this oh, stuff. Oh, no. See, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't like, I'm not, I'm not a diet. No, like, it's just, it's just the You need the, the number. Because that means that, what does that mean to you? I think I'm good enough. I get mm-hmm. that. So has your biggest struggle been that you're not enough? Mm-hmm. Oh, always. Where did that come from? Dad. Dad. Yeah. Always dad, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. So dad. We're good now, though. Okay. Yeah. But um, no. Nutritionist came on. So she came on and it was just like, for example, I never would have thought this, but like she had saw me weighing myself one time. She's like, my turn. I was like, yeah, go ahead. But just that moment, her getting on there was like, oh my God, I just taught her to get on the scale. Mm. Like, even though I didn't tell her to, but she saw me doing it. Mm. And now it was going to be like, wants to do it, even though she just has no idea what it is and thinks it's like pretty and like a little lights going on or whatever. <laughs> but like, then now she's going to like associate a scale. And it's like, so I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, so I'm like, somehow I will mess her up. So mm. I think my biggest fear is w- where is it going to like mess her up that she's going to have to like, do you ever worry help? that she's going to feel like she's in your shadow because you're such an exceptional person. No, and such I think, an exceptional female. No, 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 no. I think I think I'm I'm praying she'll be like excited to be like independent and like work for everything that you know that she's done. Because so. what what if it's hard for her? Because you're so beautiful, you're so talented. I mean, she's gonna be ten million <laughs> gazillion times more beautiful. Well, her name so. is Jolie, which yeah, is beauty pretty, and, and yeah. pretty mm-hmm. and uh, French, French. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. <sighs> Do you know your girl's name? No, we're still trying to okay. narrow it down. Right. Did you know before you had your babies? Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah. Did they, how did you come up with them? Um, Jolie was a name that I always loved. And then Jace actually came from my friend Sarah Bryce again. She has uh, her kids' names are always like they're Riker and Dakota, like really cool, like different names. Oh, yeah. And she's she sent me a list of names and she goes, then she says, Jace, it means healing. Oh, and my the timing gosh. of when Michael and I were going through our stuff. I was just like, and then with the miscarriages and then again, we, you know, kind of our journey. I was like, this is our, this is our, our, this is the name. Like he's, he's healed us. He's, he's healed our relationship baby. and everything. So. so has it, has he really, has a your, million percent, it's really healed your hundred percent. He's and, sh- and he's like the love of my life. That little boy. Like I at first was very upset to have a boy. And then I found out it was, it was, a boy. I was just like, Oh my God. Cause I love Joe. Like girls are so much fun. You're going to have so much fun. <laughs> is that first so fun. really hard though? Yeah, but it's great though. Yeah. Like now, like, cause I know it's the last time I'm holding on to every second. I'm like, I don't care that he's up and it's four hours. Like, I love it. Like love he's that. the best. Oh, he's like, it was just like, just hold on to them cause they grow up so fast. So I'm literally soaking in like Michael's like, wait, you just yelled at me for not putting Jace down. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's like the last one I want to hold him. Like he's my, he's my boy. Like, let me hold him a little bit longer. Oh my gosh. I I love him. So when did you and Michael make the decision that you guys were going to like fight to heal your, your marriage and everything? Cause you probably Um, could have gone either way at one point, right? Well, when he went away for a couple months, um, I didn't know. I was only doing it for Jolie. (laughs) 
like to like to stay to say that like I gave it my all and then a therapist basically said give it a year and I was like a year (laughs) like no and they're like no like when trauma happens in a relationship you should give it a year because the gut instinct is to be like peace out see you later but if you give it a year like you can see maybe growth and you can see maybe the person trying or not trying and I said fine like I'll give it a year and he's like and then after that year then give it like a month or whatever you want it to be so it's like you give it a year and then you look at a year and you say okay I'm going to give you two more months and then I'm going to keep seeing. And we had like a bunch of ups and downs, but what I continuous when what I kept seeing was like, he was putting like the building blocks up and yeah, he, some would come down and some stuff would happen, but I would, I saw growth and I saw someone willing to work. It wasn't like I was just doing the work and he wasn't like we were both putting in the work. And I think that's what made me like want to fight for it and stay. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. How did you see yourself changing? Where did you um, change? I changed because I'm the kind of person and when something happens, I'm, I peace out immediately. That's sort of my natural tendency, I think, 100%. back in the day. Yeah, 100% peace out. I will find someone else. <laughs> I'll, you know, and they'll be shinier like and prettier. Me. Yeah, you will, you will not hurt me. And I'm going to find someone way shinier, way prettier. But then they're going to have the same issues because I still have the issues that I have worked on myself too. So like through all that stuff, I've been able to work on my stuff and, and, and find like that you to, are worthy. And yeah. Deserving. It's hard though. You know, it's, it, you know, and we constantly get triggered. Like something just happened the other day where it's like, I don't feel enough or I don't feel appreciated. It's like, well, I don't feel enough when you said this. So it all comes back to the root. It's just about how you communicate on the way up. So have you really worked on your communication mm-hmm. skills? That is everything, isn't it? Yeah. And not reacting. Well, yeah. The thing is, is what communicating with empathy. So it's like Mm. when you say something, it's like, 
they're not saying you did something wrong, but say like how you made you feel. Like I feel like this, I feel by you doing that, it made me feel this way. Or, or no, I feel, I feel sad when blah, blah, blah. And instead of being like, well, I didn't do it like that way. It's like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Right. So touching them be like, can I help you understand why I did this? You know? Coming at it with love. Yes. And instead empathy. of like, cause my, that's how I used to be like the mm-hmm. first half of my relationship with Michael before we broke up, mm-hmm. I would just react and get angry and also peace out like bye. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, okay. It's so easy to go. It is. But then you but get then out like, there. Then you have kid and you know what I mean? It's like, you have kids. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it alone. I mean, also, I know I could, but. But also there's really no one, there's no perfect person out there. That's no. what I realized. And I dated people for two years when Michael and I were broken up. I was like, okay, I'm going to go get this perfect life put together. White picket fist. Yeah. Fence. I dated so many people. You don't even want to know. I was like a tornado. My friends and I moved to Austin. My friends were like, you're a tornado. You need to rain in your tornado because I would go out every single night, like looking for dudes yeah. like to date. I, I totally, <laughs> I totally hear you. And I, I would never go find on dates. I have like a rock in my like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, no, totally. Like, but I would go on dates with like everyone from like businessmen to lawyers to, I mean, name them all over the place. Like everyone who I thought had their shit together Mm -hmm. and I would be so unimpressed, bored, bored, or just like hate the way their mouth looked or the way they talked Mm -hmm. or the way they like, I mean, the weirdest things would trigger Mm -hmm. me. And I would just be like, I can't can't do this with Mm -hmm. this person. And finally Mm -hmm. I realized that there is no perfect person. You have to just love you know, when you love someone and love all of their imperfections yeah. and then learn to love those. And then they, you don't even see them like mm-hmm. you used to. Yeah. Cause I know I have a ton of imperfections. Oh, I mean, same. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, but where it's, as long as you can look in the mirror and you can do your work, I think that's the most important thing. And I have something about marriage that has like game changed for me is knowing that I'm in it for the long haul with Michael. Yeah. It is like, that thought of something else like went away. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, this is where I am. So let me make this great. Yeah. And so like for but my, there's no other option for my own self. I want to have a happy life. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be happy, I need to be happy with him because your spouse determines so much of your happiness. Oh yeah. You're with him all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's really like, okay, let me water where I am because this is the rest of my life. So let me make this great. And then you end up building each other up. Mm-hmm. But it, like you have to train yourself yeah, how to do hard. that. Yeah, it's, it's not. Hard. Well, it comes with. It. I think we're a little like we're 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 wiser now. That's right. You know. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, the the twenty mid twenty Jana would never talk to me about mid twenty Jana. Oh, mid twenty Jana. What was she like? Just, just a love addict at the core. Just <laughs> going from like guy to guy, being like, love me. And they're like, I love you. I'm like, all right, bye. See you later. You just want to make On sure to you next. get them to love you. A hundred percent. Did you want to get everyone to love you? Mm-hmm. Because then if you got everyone to love you, you'd feel like you were totally lovable because mm-hmm. you proved to yourself yeah. that I just, I was, that I would, then, then I would be enough. It okay. was bad. It was just real bad. I was real bad. I, I apologize to every single person I did that to. But we're all a shit show in our twenties. Bad. Okay. Super so then bad. how did you break the love addict Jana? Oh, you know, I met my husband and then I had to go through that struggle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, cause then you realize like what's underneath that and like why you do that. And, and you what's your self-worth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's tough, but you know, it's good. I thirties is my best. Okay. So what's 30 Jana like 30 thirties is, um, I still want people to like me, but in a way where I'm going to be authentic. So I'm, 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 I love being authentic. I still get hurt when people say mean things, but it doesn't affect me as much as it would affect 
20 and I don't react the way that I would usually react where it's just like, well, I'm sorry that they're unhappy with their lives or I'm sorry that they're going through something that they feel like they have to be mean to me. But 30 is going to like 30s, 30s Jana is like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on me, my family and and building my your friends. life. Yeah. I'm building my life, not building, like not trying to make other people happy. That's a breakthrough. Yeah. But you know, we go and we, it's like, it's like ups and downs, it's like flows, you know? Uh-huh. I have the, I have like the people pleasing thing so much, yeah. but I feel like I've really gotten over it more, not over it. I'll always have it. It's like, yeah. it's like my, my, it's your thing, my thing. What's your sign? A Leo. Leo. What's, What's your, your love language? Uh, uh, words of affirmation. Affirmation. Okay. What about you? Touch. Really? Mm-hmm. Touch me. Don't like touch me. See, touch like, touch me. makes me awkward. Isn't that really? weird? Like, I'm so touchy with What's Michael. What's your least? With my girlfriends. Like, if my girlfriends, like, hug me or, yeah. like, want to snuggle or something, yeah. like, I have to, like, make myself do it. Well, I'm not, like, now, like, but, like, yeah, with Mike, I'm always just, that's my number one. And that's, like, his last one. So, it's, like. Okay, what's his? His is um, acts of service. And I could give, like, two shits about that. Oh, my gosh. I appreciate when people do acts of service, though. Does he do acts of service for you? Yeah, but that's not my love language. So, I couldn't care less. But he probably gets a lot of stuff done. Um, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, I would say we're very equal, like with with chores and work and stuff like that. Okay, I have a better timeline, but it's still equal. Because you're super competitive, competitive, but then also like I want things done like yesterday. Uh huh. No, actually, like two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. What's yeah. your sign? I'm Sagittarius. What does so, that mean? It's very fiery. We're non-committal. We like if you were like, let's go to San Fran right now, I'd be like, let's go. Like, yeah, let's do it. Totally. Like super spontaneous. So awesome. We really? love, like we love to love. We're hard to commit though. So look at you just like breaking some of those breaking stereotypes. Some of the, right? Some of the, I don't know. Yeah. But it's fun though. So what's your greatest fear and what's your greatest joy? In life mm-hmm. or as a mother or um, in career? Okay. Let's do life. Let's do mother, career, life. Oh, Jesus. My biggest fear as a mother is, um, well, Jesus, I mean, this goes real dark, but my, my, my biggest fear is something happening to my children. Yes. Well, I think that's normal. Yeah. Oh, uh, my biggest fear as a mother, like me messing them up would be like, um, you know, that they're not nice. I would, I would hate to find out that like one of my kids is a bully. That would Mm -hmm. make me really sad. What's your greatest success as a mother? Oh, they're the night, like the teachers are just say that they're the nicest kids and they're lovable and warm and smart and independent. I'm like, all just all things. <laughs> that has just to like everything. So I know. I would love that. That would be the speed, yeah. the best. Um, uh, and then my biggest fear as an artist or work wise is that people just stop caring, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. That would suck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm just going to fade away. Like, especially I, feel, I think that every single day I'm like, why is anyone like, yeah. even with my podcast and stuff, I'm like, cause I've like been doing it all by myself. I don't mm-hmm. really have a team or anything. Yeah. I'm like, does anyone even listen to this? They do. Care? They do. They do. But care. I'm like, why am I even doing it? Like, what am no, I doing I this for? Do you ever feel that way? I, every single day. Like sometimes I'll even like do a story and I'm like, why am I doing it? Like who cares? Oh, I'll no do a story cares. too. And I'm like, I'm the only one watching it. And I'll see that people watch it, but I'm like, those aren't people. Like that's not, those aren't really people. That's just like my mom and Catherine <laughs> and like that. I'm like, they don't really care what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't feel like real people. And I, I, know. I know. Why is that? I don't know. I think we don't give ourselves, I don't, I don't think we have enough self-worth. 
It's always the core I thing, know. isn't it? Self-love and self-worth. But no, I think that's my biggest fear is I'm, I'm just terrified it's going to go away at any second. And then people just won't care anymore. <laughs> that's never going to happen. Um, well, no, I mean, you know, what I was. Um, and then what was the other one? Maybe in life. In life. Oh, man, that I don't, that I, I die and that I don't get to see my kids grow up. Yeah. And then they could be like, oh, she was such a good mom. But I wish I would have had more time with her. Life becomes very real scary. when your kids, doesn't it? Very scary. Every time I get in a plane, I'm like, oh, dear God, I could have been such a great mom. I, was, I would have been the best. Like, I do, I do, I know I do my own, like, eulogy in my head. I'm like, she was going to be a great, like, she would have been great. Oh, I wish I would have known her. Like, yeah. Like, Shut I literally up. go through that in my head. It's real messed up. Did you ever have life and death fears before you had kids like that? I always thought I was going to die young. So I'm glad that I've surpassed that. Yeah. Because I thought I was going to die in my 20s. Okay. I don't know. I just always had that, like, thought in my head. But yeah. I'm very nice. You know, it is hard to stay alive. All of, all the ways that people yeah. can die. It's like, crazy. Things happening all over the world. Oh it's a damn miracle. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. let's not talk about I'm like, that. like, oh, God, no. So what gives you strength? Uh, my kids, man. I, like, I'm obsessed with them. I really, truly... Like, I love being a mom. I love doing what I, I love, you know, podcasts. I love doing, you know, my husband and I are working on something super exciting right now. I can't wait to share with everyone. Um, like, I love doing that stuff. And I love, even though I get rejected 24-7, I do love auditioning and I love acting and singing. But I love being a mom. And I've I've always, like, walked out of audition rooms not feeling like I did good enough. I've always walked out of a studio and been like, I really suck. And I don't have as good of a voice as, like, Mickey got in or, you know, and I love her and like, or, you know, freaking Carrie Underwood. I, I know that, but I always am like, but I'm like, I don't have a good voice or I don't have, I'm not a good enough influencer or good enough this person. But like, I know I can walk away that even, even I know I can walk away saying I'm a great mom. So like that just like fills me up so much, even though sometimes I feel like I'm failing as a mom, but I still know at the end of the day that I'm a great mom. That's so awesome. And that's like my favorite, favorite thing. Can you give me some tips on like being a new mom? <sighs> just like, just grow, like just learn together, you know, and just, and like something, something I said to Joel the other day, I was like, I'm sorry, baby, mommy messed that up. Like I didn't, I didn't mean to, like, I might've snapped at you. Like, just like own up to your stuff. Don't like, don't be like, like just like I, for me, it's like, just be their friend too. And like, be, but be their parent at the same time, protect them, but love them and be there for them. Mm-hmm. It, and you will feel like you're failing and it's going to be really hard. And sometimes I'm like the other day, I was like, why did I want this? Like, you know, cause I'm like, <laughs> but then the second, I mean, she's upstairs sleeping right now. I'm like, I cannot wait until this is over so that I can go in her room and kiss her and like cuddle with her. Oh. Like just to give her like one last kiss goodnight, but I couldn't wait to put her down. So like, right. that's like the, like, that's the crazy thing. I loved how today you said you had a big mommy fail cause you totally forgot her bag. hundred <laughs> percent. We're at the airport and we're like, Oh my like you're flying for, from LA for how long are y'all here uh well three days but okay. still like that's three days I'm like we forgot her suitcase <laughs> so I had to go over to my friend's house and get clothes I'm like what a freaking failure like what a freaking mom fail no but, no but she's happily tucked up and she doesn't even know girlfriend clothes yeah she she's like no idea. my bag my bag and I was like knew I forgot Your clothes something. are in my bag baby girl like I packed it together oh my gosh yeah Okay, so if you could have laid out, what would you in okay. the next five years look like? Oh my goodness! Well, we're moving back to Nashville, which Are you I'm excited? so I've never been more excited. How was living like, in LA? I it was the best thing for Mike and I to okay. start fresh and to have no reminders of anything, no triggers of anything, like Big just reset. fresh. Like yeah, like we literally pressed power off, power on, like and that's just like we 
we just restarted there and we, you know, we had another baby there. And so like, I, I will miss LA because a, I love the weather, but also I'll miss just kind of what we started there. And, but I'm excited to start the new chapter back again here. So Um, what do you think the new chapter is going to be like here? I think it's going to be, it's going to be exciting, but I'm also scared because there's so many things kind of in the works that I'm like, it's either going to be a massive success or a massive failure. You know what? I don't think any of it is a success or a failure Uh, because it all keeps you going. Yes, I know. But it's interesting. Don't you you know, with the entertainment industry though, like some, I mean, I feel like every, like 90% of what I've done has not panned out to anything, but it's still like looking back. I'm like, it still is helpful. I know. Well, and even like I look at, I'm like, all right, one of the biggest failures that people might think is, okay, what happened with my husband and I? But honestly, if you look at it, I'm like, it's been actually the biggest blessing and the biggest success is because now we have a successful podcast because of mm-hmm. what happened and because we talk about it now and other things that we're doing together because of that. And that would have never happened. You're so. also like making other people feel okay to talk about their problems and work through them and be honest, you know, because a lot of people have a hard time being honest about stuff. So if you and Mike are up there, like being honest with your relationship. Well, that's what I love about you too, though, is because like everyone, especially in the influencing world too, is they, you know, they post the real pretty pictures of them and, I just, I can't do that. I'm like, this is my house right now. And it's like, I haven't picked up laundry in like five days. It like, and this is, and this though. is no, 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 I hate to break it to you. You always look like a dream. No, but I mean like same, like, we're just like, I like, I don't feel great or whatever. Like, it's just, you keep it real. And I think that's what, I think that's what will win at the end of the day. Oh, so much of my life is like a hot mess. Like I look at my face. I look like a pug. Like, I told Michael, you are pregnant with a beautiful baby girl. But I didn't know how much I love Botox. And oh, I know. I like have I like I didn't know, I, right now. but I don't have like big lines. I have like a hundred little lines. Let me see. But, I mean, but I'm rest, about to cut rest your face. No, I'm about to cut bangs. You're fine, babe. You only no. have a couple more months left. Uh, You're good. We'll rest- stop doing that. You're making it worse. Look at how many. I told Michael. I was You're like, good. I'm like, just like tape it. I was like, you're married <laughs> to a pug dog. I mean, a, a pug dog. It's not bad, babe. He was so funny. He's going to kill me. That this, said this. this second that you have the baby out, you can do it. It's fine. What about breastfeeding? Oh, I didn't breastfeed. Oh, I'm going to try. You're going to try. Michael's going to kill me that I said this. Okay. So like I got my hair because I was too scared to get my hair highlighted the first trimester. Cause oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. anything that yeah, can yeah. be linked to I miscarriage. Know. I was just like a, I was like so anxious of having another miscarriage. And we, uh, we talked about that already mm-hmm. on here, like how it's just like so nerve wracking. Like, yeah. I mean, I told you, I was like, I was wiping in 37 weeks and still going like, oh my God, is it red? Like I I'm know. terrified. Same. I mean, it's not TMI, I guess, because it's a real thing. Like first four. 18 weeks I was checking for blood every single yeah. day because mm-hmm. you're just so and like anytime you get a little cramp oh yeah like, you're like that's it it's gone you're like oh it's, a, it's mm-hmm. happening and so I did just, you get the the heart heart thing no I don't have okay, it okay you gotta get it so you can check it on your own yeah heartbeat mm-hmm. so, what did what did you say to Mike so I finally got my hair highlighted okay. he's like and it's still not even that much I gotta go blonder because it's not blonde enough <laughs> But he was like, oh my God, you're getting all your stuff done. He's like, so you're back and like just getting all your things now because you're for the first trimester. He's like, so I guess um, the only thing you can't do is like that your face procedure. <laughs> I was like, oh, my Botox. I was like, oh, are you noticing that I? he's going to kill me? He didn't mean it like that. He was just saying like, you can't no, get but Botox. It though. And I was like, babe, it's okay. I know I'm a pug. It's fine. Like you can just rub my belly. Stop. I'm a little dog. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. It's just like, you can't get Botox or you're pregnant. I was like. It's fine. I know it's there. 
babe seriously but i want to tell michael beautiful. i'm not calling you out he was really not trying to be it's okay but i just thought i died laughing so hard that's because, amazing i mean i've just never felt more wrinkly but you look amazing they all connect too. my forehead connects to my eyes connects to my cheeks you like, know what look, though but you're a mama it's like a giant rainbow you're you're beautiful <laughs> you know you're beautiful seriously you don't even and i'm not stop. complaining it's just a notice i've just noticed it you look amazing i promise yeah Thanks. You're going to be okay and you're going to have a beautiful baby girl and everything's going to be amazing and I'll help you pick out, you know, what you need for your registry, what you need and what you don't need because yes. there's a lot of things that you need, a lot of things you don't need. I need all the list. Yeah, I'll get you, I'll get you all of it. Okay, so I leave, I like to wrap all my podcasts okay. with the same question. Okay. Oh, leave no. your light. Oh, yeah. So just leave some inspiration of everything that you've gone through and I have to say again, Michael was not calling you out. I thought it was funny. He's going to be like, why did you say that? I didn't mean it in a bad way. Did you to all your podcasts? No, but if he heard that I said this, oh, he would okay. be like, no. he'd be like, I didn't mean it like that. So I'm, he, he's off the hook. I just thought it was funny. Um, okay, so leave your light. Um, how have everything you've gone through, all of your life experiences, everything, like what kind of wisdom do you want to pass on to someone who's listening to you, maybe looking up to you, like, what do you want to tell someone listening to you? Well, it's funny that you say leave your light. Cause one of the things that I've always said, um, is what I've always told someone and what I'm going to tell Joel is never let anyone take your light. So, cause I think that's, I've had people take it and I've taken it for myself at times and your light, your aura, your presence is the number one thing that you can bring to a room, to a relationship, to life, to, I mean, everything. It's like your warmth when you walk into conversations, relationships, meetings. I mean, that's like to friendships, like that is your, like, just don't let anyone ever dim that because you should feel beautiful. You should walk into a place. You should feel loved and cared about. And I don't know. I think when someone tries to take that from you, it's just, it's, it just doesn't make you feel good. It's not, it's not a good place to be in. So how do you keep your light? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Here's the thing is I think you have to go through the ups and downs to, to go through it. And that's the thing. It's like, you, you're going to have the heartbreaks. You're going to have the people that try, but it's, it's always bouncing back to who you know, who you are. And I think that just, that just takes growing. And I, and I'm excited. Like I want, like as much as I want to keep Jolie and my kids in a bubble wrap, I want them to also experience the highs and lows. And it's going to be painful as the parent to watch. And sometimes it's hard for me to watch myself go through the failures. I'm like, why didn't I get that part? And I'm bawling my eyes out. Or why is this person mean? Cause I'm so upset. But when you can be on the opposite side, I think is if you, when you, if you can reflect, that's how you can keep making your light brighter. I love that. And you sure do the work too. So, yeah, you have to do the work. You yeah. do it. You do all the work. So do you, babe. He's I mean, a grown a little baby in the belly. <laughs> baby. baby. It takes a lot of energy to do the work, but it's worth it. It is. Because if you don't, then you just carry your problems with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, and, then, and it's just not fun. And then you're blaming other people. And it's like, yeah, we could walk around and be like, oh, I have daddy issues. Like, yeah, great. Okay, next. Like, right. let's fix it. There comes a point where it's like, yes, you Fine. have really awful things that happen. And like, I yeah. hate it for everyone who yeah. has shit. But it's like, at the end of the day, we all have shit. We you all gotta, have you gotta it. own it at some point. Yeah, own it, embrace it, Make learn from it, with it, grow from it. Mm -hmm. Bye. Yes. And then you don't have to carry it. Yes. Then you can release that burden. Yeah. yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. I Jana, love you. You're like I a therapist. You. No. <laughs> Girl, I love Thanks, you. I love Thanks you. for coming on and talking to me. When the baby's out, we're going to have so much wine. Oh, right. No. And we won't be living here. We won't get drunk. No. <laughs> okay. Bye. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.